Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Tuesday, October 4th. I'm Jacob Cohen. I burned my tongue on some tea earlier, but I'm here with Rob Litter, so we're all good. And this is the Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about golden passports and the act of paying a hefty fee to become a citizen of a country. The EU specifically is not much of a fan and has taken Malta to court over the matter. Rob's going to break it down. I'm also going to briefly discuss the uplifting subject of credit default swaps and Credit Suisse's potential liquidity problems. But before we get into all that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackalack. All right, first things first, Kim K, Kim Kardashian will pay a hefty $1.26 million fine to settle SEC allegations that she hawked crypto on Instagram without revealing that it was a paid promotion. In the post that this is all referring to, she wrote in all caps, are you into crypto? This is not financial advice, but sharing what my friends just told me about the Ethereum Max token. She also agreed not to promote crypto assets for another three years, and I have a feeling she won't be doing that ever again. I just love that it was in all caps. Like. Yeah, I also love when you look at like an official SEC document and they're referring to like Instagram followers. And <laughs> yes. Also, moving along, Peloton and Hilton announced a deal to outfit the chain's 5.4 thousand U.S. hotels with at least one Peloton bike each by the end of the year. Within the Peloton community, 90% of members report that they are more likely to stay at hotels that have a Peloton bike. I don't know. I think this is a really smart move. I mean, I think they already do a lot of that. I know there are a lot of kind of high-end condominiums and stuff that have Pelotons, Yeah, but it's a good way for them to get rid of a lot of bikes really, really fast, probably yeah. at a lower price per bike than they usually sell for, but they got to get a rower too. They got to get the Peloton they rower. They got to get That's the whole the thing. There we go. All right. Also, Will Smith is back, kind of, sort of, despite the 10-year Oscars ban right after the famous slap heard around the world. You will see him this December in Apple's $120 million budget Civil War era film Emancipation that is releasing in December. They apparently had some challenges deciding whether to release this, when to release this, because it's an Oscar contender, but he will not be at the Oscars. So yeah. interesting pickle there. And in other news, Google discontinued Google Translate in mainland China due to low usage. You know what else has low usage in China? Google, the search engine, which <laughs> stopped working in China in 2010. I think it's due time for Google Translate. Also, TikTok's European branch reported 475% revenue growth between 2020 and 2021, reaching $990 million last year. And Apple's App Store saw revenue fall 5% in September. The biggest drop since Morgan Stanley, who came out with that number, started measuring the data in 2015. And they were talking about how that points to just decreased discretionary spending on things like games, people tightening their pockets a little bit. Yeah. Totally. 
All right, JC. So you dove into this recent news around Credit Suisse, which people have compared this to Lehman Brothers during the financial crisis, right? Like what's going on here? Yeah. The name Lehman Brothers has come up the last couple of days. Although Crazy. I don't think we have to worry that much. Okay. that's At good. least that's what people are saying, right? That's probably what they said back then too. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to go back there. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, yes. Shares in the Swiss banking giant Credit Suisse have gone on a wild ride the last couple of days. Dropped 10% yesterday, but then finished up 2%. So they're going on a wild ride. And so follows rumors about liquidity challenges at the bank that sent its credit default swaps surging. So I want to briefly touch on what credit default swaps are. They're a term you may have never heard of. You don't spend much time in the financial world. And probably the only time you've ever heard of them is maybe back in 2008 or in the movie The Big Short. Sure. About oh, yeah. 2008. So credit default swaps are basically financial contracts that were kind of like insurance. Take this scenario. You have party A who lends money to party B and then pays party C for insurance in case party B can't pay them back. So they're basically swapping the risk, right? Party A by paying party C. Exactly. It's like an insurance policy. So the difference is speculators can trade these swaps like playing cards. And what they will do is buy swaps on companies that they think are in trouble. So it's not so dissimilar from, say, you betting on a life insurance policy for your neighbor, Jim, who's 105 years old and will likely die soon chances are that's going to work out for you. Right. And you're not Jim's family, but you're just betting on that policy panning it. Right. Now, the big short examined the role of these swaps in the 2008 crisis, and that all went to shit when the sellers were undercapitalized, the borrowers defaulted, and the whole thing collapsed. And so the question is, is this happening now with Credit Suisse? And it appears not. The bank reassured its finances. They went on a whole PR spree. Their CEO's been dropping memos like crazy, right? Lots of memos coming out of Credit Suisse. (laughs) Love it. And they said they have $100 billion to cover any losses. They have $238 billion in liquid assets. Sheesh. And the CEO said in one of these memos, I trust that you're not confusing our day-to-day stock price with the liquidity position of the bank. So it seems like they're okay for now. Apparently, they're working on a whole strategic plan to sell some assets and restructure the business coming out later this month. So stay tuned. Definitely will do. Crazy. All right. And Rob, you wrote about today this concept of golden passports. I did. And some drama that's been going on around (laughs) golden passports. So first of all, what is a golden passport? Yeah. So I had absolutely no idea that golden passports existed. If you've ever heard of Malta, it's a Mediterranean island that Mm. is absolutely beautiful. It's long been a destination for the ultra wealthy. And they offer something other than postcard views. They actually offer this concept called investment citizenship. So basically, here's how it works. For a hefty fee, somebody can become a citizen of Malta and procure a Maltese passport, which is one of several golden passports that essentially allows visa-free travel throughout all of Europe. How much we talking? (laughs) Yeah, so it starts at $678,000. Oh, wow. We were just talking about liquidity with Credit Suisse. (laughs) You have got to have a lot of liquid assets to be able to pay for this thing. Since 2013, Malta has raised over a billion dollars through this scheme. So it's been kind of a boon for their economy. 
But the EU is not a fan of this. The big news here is that they recently took Malta to court over this program. And the other part of this is a lot of other places offered golden passports in the past, but once pressured by the EU, have gotten rid of them. The EU has a few arguments for why golden passports are wrong. In the words of one EU official, citizenship is a right. It's not a commodity to be bought and sold. The other thing that they point to here is that it can be a security risk. An investigation into Cyprus's golden passport program, which is defunct now, found that there were 30 applicants between 2017 and 2019 who were under criminal investigation. They found another 40 who I believe were government officials and at risk of laundering money. But the bigger thing is just the optics of it don't look great. The EU doesn't want people just being able to buy citizenship into European countries. It sounds like something America would do. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 100%. The crazy thing, so there was an investigation into a lot of those applicants in Cyprus. And at the end of the day, it seems like most people that are doing this just want to travel more easily. Like it's business people that want to be able to Mm. access Europe really easily. It's people from countries that make it hard to open a bank account or get a mortgage want to be able to do that in a European nation. And this is an easy way for them to be able to do that. So it's kind of like boring when you actually get into the real reasons that people (laughs) are doing this, but it's kind of fun to dream up that this is like some international villain scheme, like in a James Bond movie or something. So that's interesting. The question I have is, let's say Malta is banned from doing this. Yeah. That's a billion dollars lost for their economy. Right. There are other options here, like Portugal, for instance, offers this residence visa that allows non-Europeans to pay 200 grand for the right to live, work, and study in Portugal and travel visa-free to most EU countries for five years. And after that five years, people who hold this residence visa are eligible to apply for full citizenship. Okay. Portugal's golden visa, not their golden passport, but their golden visa has raised $6 billion since 2012. Wow. a massive business for the country could totally be an option for Malta. It'll be interesting to see what happens there because I think when you talk about what the EU has an issue with here and you talk about like visas across different countries, I think the rules are a little bit more obscure when it comes to visas. I just don't think they're going to crack down as hard on that as they would just being able to grant full citizenship just for somebody paying you a check. (laughs) Yeah. Bing, bada, bing, bada, boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show, where our proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litters. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co. Have a terrific Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow.